Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. How you doing, man? Great to see you. Yeah, it's been too long. It's been um, too long, but I love seeing your name as well as your wife's when this sort of came across my uh, news feed of something that was happening because I thought, you know, for two people who have such a sort of public um, persona or have jobs that sort of out in that way, to take a stance on this, to sort of say, hey, parents, you can do this too, I think is such a good thing. And then partner with maybe the most popular couple in Mississippi at the moment, Ben and Aaron Napier, is even a better thing to sort of give parents parents resources as well as sort of you know a community of support which i think uh, that we can do better with our kids when it comes to social media so how did this come about old school parents raising engaged youth how do you say it what is it um osprey is sort of the yes. stage well, for it I, well actually let's, no, okay hold not, on now wait a minute. <laughs> after you i would say that this is a heated debate because <laughs> i i I say Osprey. Oh, but, but I say Osprey. But hold on. Because I'm I, from Mississippi. We were talking to uh, our fearless leader, Secretary of State, Michael Watson, recently, and he is from the land of the Ospreys, which is a co- this is a coastal fish eagle is what it is. And he says it's Osprey. Gotcha. And so I think that that, that should matter. But anyway, I think it's Osprey. Would, we have agreed to disagree. Yeah. I agree. I, I would it's say upsetting. Osprey, We're but that's, you know, it. tomato, tomato. But either way, it stands for something good. Yes. How did you guys find yourself creating a nonprofit along with all the other things you guys are, are into? Sure. So uh, Taylor and I became good friends with Aaron and Ben Napier, who, as you mentioned, are sort of the, the darlings of Mississippi right now. Yeah. They're, they're such wonderful people. And if you've ever watched their show on HGTV, Hometown, or a yeah. couple, they've got two or three of them now. Um, they're just as they seem on television. They're wonderful people who are grounded and kind authentic. and authentic. We just want to do great things for our state and for the people and communities around them. So um, anyway, we've we've so enjoyed our friendship with them. And um, we've over the years had many different discussions about raising children and all kinds of different things. And we align really closely in our beliefs about that. And 
as we talked about this particular issue about delaying social media um, for kids really until mm-hmm. high school gradu- graduation. Um, we all agreed about that. And Aaron and Ben had also kind of formed a group of friends within their local community in Laurel who were all on the same page about that. And as um, as we talked more about it, one day Aaron just reached out to me and she said, hey, I've got this I've got this platform right now and who knows how long you know it'll be there but right now you know we want to do as much good in the world as we can and you're good at logistics I can be the face of this thing and she's so incredibly creative she's um, you know can do all those kinds of things so um, she said would you help me with this and can let's do it and I said all right let's do it so the four of us um, founded Osprey Osprey Osprey, Osprey. and um, anyway we're, we're really excited about it we hope to do some good in the world well what is the hope I mean is it what is the hope the mission of it yes so the mission is helping parents mm-hmm. link arms um, to help our kids achieve a social media free childhood through adolescence and really until high school graduation which is so important go ahead Taylor. well I was gonna say one of the byproducts that I think is extremely powerful is the creation of social boundaries on behalf of the child and what I mean by that is you know when I was when I was in high school or junior high the the social conversation ended when you left school and went home Amen. and now it is 24 7 365 and if if a child in their household if Rebecca if you decided this is how we're going to be in our household you're sending your child into an environment to be ostracized because Mm -hmm. all of their friends are doing something different and they have to spend time going through the traumatic effect of feeling left out and if we can create an environment where households at a school so it's this kind of school specific households can link arms and say hey we're gonna have broad swaths of people in this school that all have this same simple ideology and theory about social media, now a child can have a normal social existence where they're not feeling left out of the hilarious Instagram DM joke or whatever of the day. They can live a normal or relatively normal, I don't know what you call normal, but they can live a social existence that does not require 24-7 data interaction on the internet. And the peer pressure from the friends and then the kids to the parents is real. And I know if you are those old school parents, you may roll your eyes, especially now if you're grandparents thinking about how that is. But I have had friends, won't throw you under the bus, who have cracked and went ahead and got phones or, or allowed social media and they thought they were going to be able to police those the better than they um, ended up doing because the kid came home and was the only one who only one who didn't have it or the only one who wasn't able to do this or the only one who wasn't able to do that and regret it and then it's like once you let the cat out of the bag it's really hard to sort of put that back in but there is a growing number of parents who just simply want to hear from another parent we're not doing that either so you don't you feel like you are not alone because we have as a family prior to this we have made the decision she will not uh, our kids will not have social media until after well at least not right now she's still in elementary school so um, yes so we and it's nice to know that other parents have set those firm boundaries yes and I, I'd like to add too. you know we realize that some of those things feeling left out and all those different social growth experiences that you have some of those are very normal and mm-hmm. to to a certain level that's part of growing up that's part of learning how to be a resilient human being but what social media has done or social media access at those young ages is blown that up to these astronomical proportions that puts all of this emotional weight and chunk that these kids have to deal with before they're ready their frontal lobe is not developed until until they're almost 25 years old that's how the development of a human goes from a medical perspective i'd like to add in that social media group chats 
because group text because uh, my daughter uses my phone to communicate with friends so i can literally see everything mm-hmm. i've gotten put into 10 year old group chats 10 year olds do not need it's a scary place to be group chats <laughs> like think about your group text that you're in and you hate and roll your eyes and you know i let them know often hey this is neely's mom's phone just letting you know policing it mm-hmm. <laughs> gonna tell your mom mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um because they don't the way that kids interact via social media or through digitally is just way different than if they were all sitting around yes. the 10 of them around a table and having a conversation. And that's not a lot different from adults either. Oh, you uh, absolutely. Facebook comments and all, sure. all kinds of yeah. things. People so. be acting the fool. <laughs> yeah, you're just you're giving them a rope to hang themselves. Well, I'll say this also, and this is important because we can talk about social media the way that we talk about cigarettes. It's, it's possible for us to do that. But this is not the same thing. And w- what I mean by that is technology is a valuable tool. It's a, it's a leverage created by human beings to optimize our world. And we are not an anti-technology or an anti-social media program of any kind. As a matter of fact, social media is a critical part of my career. And more importantly, even bigger, it's a critical part of Ben and Aaron's career. Mm-hmm. And, and there is no abandonment of that. And there's nobody saying that that's not, frankly, good in a lot of ways. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, we, we rekindled our relationship. For, because of social media. I mean, you us, and the us and the Napiers. The Napiers. <laughs> yeah, not me and my not wife. My wife and I don't DM each other to deal with our stuff. But you, can, but, you know, whatever works. But what I'm saying is, like, that, that reconnected us. And, and so it's, it, we're not saying that at all. What we're saying is, it wasn't designed for children. children. Yeah. That's all we're saying. It's a timing issue. And w- the, our biggest supporter involved with this is Ceasefire. And um, we've got Hugh and Ashley Mina are directly involved in the creation and being involved with this organization that we have now, this nonprofit, Osprey Kids. And it is what they're doing, I think, is, is an amazing thing to mention, which is they're basically saying, why don't we use our massive, powerful resources to create a safe venue for kids where they can still use the data, use the phone, like you said, call on the watch. Because parents do need to get in touch with their kids. And, sure. And there's just not good options out there on it now. Is, it on, is. We do live yeah. in a different time. It's yeah. a, the connectivity is important, but you can do that with that while while protecting. Mm-hmm. You it, you. You don't want your kids to have access to the internet version of 3 a.m. on Bourbon Street. Correct. Right? <laughs> and and that's that's what we're talking about doing. That is what we're talking. We're going to keep talking about with the sledges. Osprey. Osprey. You get to decide. <laughs> Stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. This show was previously recorded. This show was previously recorded. Upbeat.
positive and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. you to take your browser over to Super Talk TV for good things. You'll see how Taylor and Catherine Carter Sledge in the house are talking about their new nonprofit in partnership with Ben and Aaron Napier. You guys know them as well as C Spire. Osprey, Osprey. I just went, I, I did it for you. We're going to go back and forth. But old school parents raising engaged youth. The engaged part is important. But Catherine, I want to get to how it works. So we all, I think we all agree that children in elementary school and maybe even middle school should not have social media accounts. I don't want to hear any arguments against that to be honest so how does this work how is your organization helping parents link arms yeah so um, if you you know right now if you'll pull up Osprey kids or ospreykids.com um, you can download our manual and it gives a you, you'll get a guidebook in your email inbox that helps people to um, begin the process and really it's very simple we're not some big organization that's kind of handling things from the top down this is very grassroots so what we do is um, we stay in communication with parents and encourage them to form groups within their own communities whether that's at their school or at their church or in their homeschool group and find you know three parents that align with your views on this and start chatting with them and um, go have coffee sit down and say okay how can we kind of create some strategies to help our kids through this next phase whatever that might be for your child and it's going to be different depending on you know your child may be two and you're deciding Mm -hmm. this or they may be 10 Um, but form that community and then go and find a another community community helper I'll call it um what that's what our 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 preschoolers um you know they have community helper day at school lots of times but go and find a community helper whether that's your administrator at your school or wherever who can help provide a place maybe for parents to meet and then let your organization grow start talking about what you can do to help your kids as they get through each of those sticky situations whether that first friend gets a phone or whatever it is um and just form a community where you can all be on the same page and have that support. Mm-hmm. Taylor, I know also a part of this is events, getting out in the community to help sort of raise awareness, start the conversation. You guys have one coming up soon, I know, in Oxford. Um, tell us about that. Yes, yeah, so on August the 1st at the Ford Center, 7 p.m., Oxford, Mississippi, we are doing a live speaking engagement with the Napiers, led by the Napiers. It'll be Catherine and I, Ben and Aaron Napier, Hugh Mina, the CEO of C Spire, who's a great speaker. And then we'll also have a child psychiatrist who's going to speak on some of the nuts and bolts of social media. Adriana Stacy. Adrian, Dr. Dr. Adriana Stacy. And also we're going to have a cybersecurity leader, David Polson from the Secret Service. And so those are we're going to kind of do like a panelist sort of in the round kind of discussion. And um, Catherine and I are going to moderate. And really it's it's a couple things. It's we want everybody to feel connected with the origin of this uh, so please come if you can it's five bucks and that's really Why so expensive yeah right <laughs> it's really just to cover the cost of us using the ford center which is a fabulous really nice facility if you've ever been and there, there are a few a few tickets left yes. not a lot but will y'all take this kind of on the road you think or well, as you can we've discussed that you know uh, the, the thing is for now we're really just trying to get it set up mm-hmm. you know, we, we will definitely continue these discussions and I think that we'll end up with a focus like that but for now we're really just saying how do we how do we launch it and how do we create community which is ironic because the reason that social 
media is so powerful is is because of the rapid creation of community in the sense that that gives people. But now we are we have created this strange gap where we're connected to people, but we're not. Mm-hmm. And and the increase in internet connection is a decrease in the personal connection. And so what what we want to do is we want to retread the idea of having eyeball to eyeball community, yes. which is which is super powerful. And and that's really you know what Osprey is about. It's not necessarily what we're protecting kids from it's really more what we're calling them to which is the engaged youth part yes like let's let's go let's go back or go on into the future again to that connectivity empowering them to be able to have the real skills that they need in the world not only to be happy healthy humans but to be successful in their life and endeavors whatever they choose to do get them outside put the you know put the social media down and go actually look in the eyeball of another person and And i think parents also need help and i guess today's parents if you didn't grow up like in that old school era or parenting in the old school era because we are not parenting in the same world that our parents did and i will say some parents are going to need encouragement well, what the heck do I do with them if I take away their devices? Because you do see some of the funnier memes and things, uh, which is the irony in it. Do I want to take away my kid? Who's punished more when I take away my parent, uh, my kid's devices? Is it the kid or the parent, right? Because parents have also started to use those as babysitters in a, in a sense or such. So there is a retraining of the parent on yes. what to do what to do with your children (laughs) or how to encourage them to be engaged in other things. Yes. And I think having that, you know, having the long term view as a parent of not and it's and it's hard, but not in that moment. Sometimes you do just, oh, my gosh, I got to have a brain break for a second. But, um, you know, thinking, you know what, what's going to be best long term for this child, for me, for our family and and that connectivity and kind of back to the analog and less of the Mm -hmm. digital um, and spending spending that time. Get outside read a yeah. book play a game those There's kinds plenty. of things it yeah. comes naturally and w- when kids are pushed once you get past that like that grumpy moment they figure yes. it out yes absolutely <laughs> one thing that uh, you know we really want to sort of focus on is like you just said accepting what we've come to as as what we're willing to do with our with our kids what we're willing to allow them to do and over time we've just decided that this is normal then this is normal then this is normal then this is normal and you know there are some of those norms that it's better for us to not accept because they're not healthy and um i think it's a it's a an amazing opportunity to see what your child maybe could do without that version anymore think about if if your child is spending four hours a day on which adults easily spend scrolling on on snapchat or tiktok what if they spent that four hours a day working on their basketball skills or cultivating their ballet or drawing or painting or reading reading, whatever it is think about and that's what osprey is really about what could they gain what can they gain if they don't spend this time doing this over here because that time is precious and it means something and all those hours over all those days and months and years add up to something yeah, and I take it as a challenge, too, for parents who feel a little convicted. It's like you're going to have to model this behavior also, like, because yeah. that's the convicting part. But I think we are reaching a, a tide that's turning where people are recognizing this is such a a time um a thief as well as a joy thief because I feel like some parents give into it and I've seen this with my friends because it brought them so much joy they were so excited to get their first you know whatever count they liked the funny filters and the faces and so it came from a good 
place. Right. But then the dark side of it creeps in. And if they're just not ready for it, they're just not ready for it. And then you can't undo certain situations. You can stop yes. it and you can mitigate the bleeding. But once things have been seen, once things have been shared and said, you can't take that back. And That's so, right. And, yeah. and we also, you know, Osprey is also not sitting here in judgment of those who've made different decisions. We just want to say, hey, there is another way. Come join us. We want you here. Yeah. yeah we're just offering you a venue to make a decision. A, a safe space to do so where you don't feel like you're ostracized or weird or something. And the other thing is this. Our our event is August 1st. August is 20 years to the month that Eduardo Saverin and Mark Zuckerberg wrote the algorithm on the window wow. at Kirkland. And that has given I'm 38 years old, and I'm, I'm to use Ben and Aaron's term, an elder millennial. Is that right? Or grand, grand millennial? Grand millennial. Grand millennial. <laughs> the point is, we've had just enough time to finish college, start a family, get married, freak out about growing a business. How are we going to pay all these bills? And then all of a sudden, you look up, and you're a parent, and you have an 11-year-old. Yeah. And, and that, that two decades, and we're sitting looking at two decades of Facebook this semester, Right, because we started yeah. in a college, and it's it's given us just enough time to reach this point of concern. So I'll and be forty. That means half my life has been spent on Facebook. Weird, yeah. or and, with a Facebook account. And in that time, maybe feels like it. Within those twenty years, the mental health statistics for youth and adolescents, and and even and adult young adults too, has have just I mean plummeted. You know, um, emotional issues and depression and suicide and all of the things. And I'm not saying all of that is 100 percent related to this, but I do think it's it's correlated it's, it's, it's connected it's yeah absolutely how do we how do we get in touch how do we get connected how do we sign up how do we how do we do it yeah ospreykids.com spell it o-s-p-r-e-y old school parents raising engaged youth ospreykids.com come visit us click join sign up we won't spam you with anything you'll just get a, a manual that sh- tells you what to do i was on y'all's website earlier i appreciated the resource tab and showing how those that create these devices and those that uh, run these companies that are the social media accounts they don't let their kids do it and right. they send them to places that are tech free and low device because right. they recognize that's what got the brains that created it all and so the resource page to me was just also very interesting of the science behind why you guys are so passionate yes. about it yes. not just the fear behind what could happen the science is showing it's not the best also right. you can Check use the website to buy the tickets for the event okay that, that's where you buy them we want you there Come and see us on August the 1st and see Ben and Aaron speak live. They want you there. We want you there. Please come. Five bucks. would love to have you. All righty. Well, thank you guys for your time and what you guys are doing. I think it's such a good thing. I think this is first of many conversations about it, about Osprey and Osprey. Let's <laughs> stick with us. It's Friday. We got Tanya with movie reviews coming up next. This show was previously recorded. This show was previously recorded.
Mississippi has so many good places for you and your family to eat, stay, and play. So take some time today to go to visitmississippi.org to explore a little more. And if you want to explore a little more where Luke Johnson lives, then you can take a trip to Laurel, which is booming right now in all things uh, tourism. Luke, have you been amazed just by how your hometown, well, there of Laurel and then surrounding communities, has really grown and flourished maybe over those last 10 or 20 years? It is wild. Every day when we do the Eagle Hour in, in downtown Laurel, uh, right, our, our studio, I can look out and see the brick streets of downtown Laurel. People walking around, and you know they're not from Laurel because they're looking up at buildings and they're looking around, and then they have little touristy maps. It is unbelievable. I had a lady this past week tell me that I didn't even know this, but there was a couple from Brazil that came to Laurel for like a month and just stayed in Brazil. I mean, stayed uh, in Laurel from Brazil. Um, last Thanksgiving, my dad's a realtor in Laurel, um, and he works with uh, with with Aaron's mom. Uh, she's one of my dad's realtors, and and uh, a lady flew in and had Thanksgiving dinner with us because she was in town for the week from Connecticut, just checking Laurel out. It is it is unbelievable to think, um, and, it, and it goes testifies to the last really fifteen years Laurel Main Street and. A lot of people don't realize that all this was had been going on before Hometown even came about. Oh, yeah. There had to be a solid foundation ready for something like Hometown, um, or it would have all crumbled. So, absolutely. I mean, when they say it takes a village, it took the whole county, really, there at Jones County to, 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 to be ready for something like Hometown to take off into the stratosphere in which, you know, it has gone now. But you could have chosen anywhere post-graduation with, you know, sort of your hype and in, in, in your name to go and maybe start to raise your family. But yet, Luke, I mean, you've stayed in Jones County, Laurel's home. You've got your wife and your children there. Um, you know, you're you're looking at your different career options. So what was it about sticking in Mississippi, particularly Jones County, that was important for you? We didn't know what was going to happen. Um, I, I went to uh, I went to rookie camp with the Detroit Lions, and we were you know praying about if if I were to land somewhere, and, and uh, I didn't work out with the Lions, and and uh, probably about a month later, just trying to contemplate the future, I, I just felt you know just released to don't don't pursue football anymore. And and I had already started my master's degree at New Orleans Seminary, and so we kind of just uh we, we stayed around laurel we were trying to to move possibly in a few places and and just became apparent we need to hang in laurel so then in 2008 we actually moved back down to new orleans and I, I got to serve in uptown the same community where i was born we helped plant a church and i finished up my master's degree there and and uh just really good a great time for for my wife lauren and i um and uh, she she had a, a really good time in new orleans and Worked for Mignon Faget, and, and so we, we got to experience uh, New Orleans. And, of course, we're Saints fans. And, and then probably towards the end of that, we just felt like we needed to come back to, to home to Laurel. And so we moved back to Laurel, and I continued to travel and speak. And and so, yeah, we've been back uh, 11 years from, from uh, that little uh, sidetrack down in New Orleans, which is so important for, for our family. But, yeah, Laurel and Jones County is uh, – I didn't think that I would probably stay around here um, so much, but it has become a place. It's a great base. Uh, so many friends in ministry, so many friends in business here. And we, we recently purchased a, a property uh, and, and did a remodel um, out in the country, and, and we love it. And uh, my, my wife's finishing up nurse practitioner school. I just started a Ph.D., and so it, it, it's near enough. And of course, if you got to go somewhere long, like uh, like India, like I do sometimes, 
you know, it, it's a short drive to Jackson or, or, or New Orleans. So, yeah, it's just where we're supposed to be right now, and I can't really say that other than the Scripture says, you know, the peace of God guards your heart and your mind in, in Christ Jesus, and that's where it's been for us. And, and uh, just the little things we get to do, I get to do a super talk call high school football games and games for Jones College and high school baseball games and get to be a part of the next generation. It's very rewarding. Well, we were supposed to be in Omaha this week, Luke. <laughs> yes. But in terms of, of Southern Miss uh, baseball, when we set up for you and I to to have this conversation today on good things, we were right there before Game 3. Uh, I think it was Game 3, yeah, with, with Ole Miss. And, I mean, what a fun ride. And I used to live in the apartment complex right there next to the um, baseball stadium um, on campus. In fact, um, I had to get a new window one time thanks to a fly ball from uh, from a from a baseball game or practice or whatever it may be um so once an eagle you're sort of always an eagle but for for you luke when did the eagle hour sort of come in or what was your vision for that when you when you came uh to the show i really don't know that story of how you found the eagle hour the eagle hour found you how did you become one of our brothers in broadcast here at super talk so bob getty uh, had a had a, a vision um, to to cover Southern Miss. Of course, he he worked uh, at WDAM in Hattiesburg, and then he went to Greenville for for many years and and uh, worked up there in broadcasting, and then came back with Super Talk and took over the Hattiesburg and Laurel station. and And Southern Miss, you know, is a is a diamond that was wasn't really being covered, um, and so he he had a vision and put together the show called the Eagle Hour. Jim Taylor, who is now the pastor at First Baptist McGee, he lived here in Laurel. And, of course, he, he beat Alabama on a 52-yard field goal back in the day, so he had street cred. And so he and Jim would just, you know, cover Southern Miss every day, interview old old uh, play, players of old and, and talk about what was going on. And, and I kind of probably a, two years into that, I was doing some, you know, some football broadcasting for, for the Laurel Station. And I would just come on occasionally as kind of like a third wheel, and they would, you know, ask me different things, or I would come on as a guest and relive some some stories from Southern Miss. And so when when Jim Taylor um, when he moved from being pastor at First Baptist Sosa to First Baptist McGee, obviously he you know couldn't carry on with the show, and so uh, I, I believe that was at the end of sixteen or the beginning of, of seventeen. Bob said, "Hey, you want to slide over and do this?" and you know, I told Bob, I said, Bob, I travel a lot, and, uh, you know, I, I'm called to go overseas a lot. And he said, oh, we'll make it work, we'll make it work. And, uh, it, yeah, it's been, I guess, four years, and, uh, going on four years or, or beyond four years that I walk into that studio in downtown Laurel, and we talk Southern Miss every day. And it, it's just been incredible. As somebody who's been a life Golden Eagle, the things I still find out things that I had no idea about uh, and, and meet people and, and you know, interact and, I was uh, was speaking at, at Temple Baptist in Hattiesburg one night, and this guy came up and he said, "I think I know you." And I spoke to him, and he said, "Oh yeah, I hear that voice every day." So sometimes now people know the voice rather rather than the uh, the face. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I certainly enjoy covering my alma mater. And uh, we found a niche. Um, and at Southern Miss, there's a lot of people out there that bleed black and gold, and we're just thankful to, to bring it on Super Talk every day. Absolutely. And they're devoted fans. They're devout fans. I mean, talking about your time at as a player there at Southern Miss, which was men when I was 
um, also a student there. I mean, it was a it was the golden years. I mean, it was some good years. It was you know, and everybody loves the winning years, but you have to stick through some you know some of the tougher years, tougher years as well. So, what keeps you motivated to at least you know keep Southern Miss in the conversation, even though maybe they found themselves you know going through a roller coaster of emotions when it comes to their athletic department. Let's put it that way. I think traditionally uh, Southern Miss is if not the one of the uh, universities and athletic programs that has done and continues to do more with less than probably any other program in the country. Um, you, you look at, and, and I'm not here to, to, to berate uh, the schools up north or the conference they belong to, but what I'm simply saying is Southern Miss does not get the handouts that those schools do. And traditionally, I mean, they don't have an engineering school. They don't have a medical school. They don't have a law school. It, it, this was We're talking about Mississippi Normal College. <laughs> we're talking about the State Teachers College. We're talking about Blue Chip. And, you know, because of that historically, and, and there are, you know, people that, that go on and do very well in life and give back to the university, but, you know, the average Southern Miss graduates, they're just a, a, a normal person like, like me and you. And, uh, and, and so what that's done is it's, it's forced us historically to take people uh, that maybe got overlooked and to turn them into diamonds, and, and we continue to do it. And uh, so, you know, you always have a chip on your shoulder if you're Southern, if you're Southern Miss Golden Eagle, and, and sometimes you get called out for it, and sometimes you get accused of being a little brother or a little stepbrother that's flexing. Um, but at the same token, you know, you kind of wear that badge with pride because you know that you're starting off, um, uh, you know, down the pecking order from everybody else. And you look around and you say, wow, we, we sure do a lot uh, without getting, you know, without being getting the benefits of, of a lot of other people, not just in the state, but outside. And so you, know, you, you wear that with a badge of pride and, and you're thankful to be a part of a history where it, it's blue collar, it's hard work and whatever. Whatever uh, came to us, we got it because we outworked everyone else. And, and so that's why I continue to enjoy Southern Miss uh, athletics and, and just the university. It's, it's very special in my heart. Well, absolutely. And I think if you bleed black and gold, then you just bleed it through and through. And you're, you know, and as a good fan should, you should be in it for the ups. You should be in it for the downs. I mean, mentioning my husband earlier, God bless him. He's a Tennessee fan. So we're just going to let him have this baseball moment in time because he has stuck through with them through the ups and downs when it came when it came to football for um, for sure. But all lives are ups and downs, whether you're a fan or it's just, you know, sitting as sitting by and watching it. And I've enjoyed getting to know you, Luke. And we've got a little bit more with Luke Johnson, host of the Eagle Hour here on Super Talk, coming up next. This show was previously was previously recorded.
don't delay on planning your Mississippi getaway. All you need to know to do it is over at visitmississippi.org. And gosh, I've enjoyed visiting with Luke Johnson, host of Mississippi Super Talk Mississippi's Eagle Hour, which comes on what stations every day, uh, Luke, from 1 to 2? Super Talk Hattiesburg, Super Talk Laurel, and uh, Super Talk Southwest Mississippi. From 1 to 2, that's live. And if you can't get the radio signal, you can always just go to the websites of each one of those um, stations, and you can listen live. You can stream it live. And then, of course, we're on you know all the other platforms that every other Super Talk uh, program and show is on on demand. Absolutely. You can find it in podcast form as well. But I noticed on your social media account that you this month, um, although baseball season came to an end there, but still lots of things to talk about on um, Eagle Hour, but you began serving at a new church in Laurel. So share with us maybe your shift, because if those listening are in that area, maybe they're looking for a home-based church. Where are you also found on the weekends? I am uh, I'm serving now as the equipping pastor at Cross Point Church. On a right off Highway 84 in Laurel, a good friend of mine, Justin Holifield, is the lead pastor there, and, and a lot of guys uh, there that that I'm close to. Justin was a guy that I I discipled early on when when he was starting out in ministry, and and was able to pour into him and, and help him. And and he and I had talked about this a few years ago. I was serving as as the interim pastor at First Baptist Ellsville, and and uh, just wasn't God's time in them. But he and I circled back this spring, and they are being so good to me. They want me to continue to travel. They want me to continue to do to do the mission work that we do overseas, helping pastors in India and Myanmar and, and other places. And he wants me to. They want me to continue to do that. They want me to continue to 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 be open to speak at events. And I, I mentioned earlier, I just started uh, my doctor of philosophy uh, degree at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary in Wake Forest, North Carolina, and and uh, I'm, I'm specializing in international missiology. So working on the PhD, and, and they want to give me an opportunity to pursue that also. So. Lots of freedom, uh, but but I'll be you know I'll be teaching and, and preaching there a few times a month, pouring into to leadership and and helping uh, the pastoral team there set direction. So Cross Point Church um, in Laurel, and I'm excited to be a part of that. You've done a great job over your life, or I guess since 15 through your lifespan, though, a Luke of marrying your your faith with also your passion and not letting you know, one affects sort of the other. And I think that is such a good reminder, but also a good encourager for the rest of us who, you know, consider ourselves Christians, um, would love to somehow bring more of our faith into what we do every day. But we do, we feel like that there's just this hard line. We have our, you know, foot in the world and then our foot, you know, on church, in church on Sunday, not meaning that we're not keeping up with our morals and values um, all day of the week. I'm not saying that, but trying to marry the two where when they know your name, they also know your profession, but then also your faith. So what would you say to those to encourage all of us, all of us believers, to maybe be more open to meshing the two together? In the New Testament, there's no division of sacred and secular. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all of the glory of God. And I think we can you know, divide our, our lives and uh, Jesus went wherever he was, he was, and he did because of who he was. And so in the New Testament, it teaches you that you act out or you live out based off who you are. Every other you know, religion in the world says uh, you, you do this to become something. Christianity says you live as you live because of who God has made you in Christ. And so that's the thing. Wherever you go, you are salt. Wherever you go, you are light. 
and I can go eat a hot dog and watch Southern Miss and, and do it for the glory of God. I can get on Eagle Hour and break down Hunter Stanley's pitching statistics. I can go outside and, and hit around the golf, or I can stand in and, and open up Scripture and exegete First Timothy chapter 4, and I can do it all for the glory of God. And, and uh, that's, that's very freeing when you say, wherever I go, I, I, can, I can honor him and follow him and, and do things for his renown. And so that really has set me free, that reality of doing because I, of who I am. And your faith has also taken you and and going a lot of different places in the world. What would be maybe the one spot that you're you you landed, you got your feet on the dirt, and you were like, "Oh, the Lord brought me here." Standing in the North Himalayas at fifteen thousand five hundred feet, crossing glaciers, going to a village that had never heard the name of Christ, and saying, "Lord." Big boys aren't supposed to cross mountains, but you've sustained me. And uh, he he remains faithful, and he continually is. So wherever we find ourselves overseas or, or even at home, God's faithful and he's good. He's good, and you're good, too, online. So where can we connect with you, Luke? I am uh, I'm, I'm on Twitter, uh, Luke underscore Johnson 1, on, on Facebook, Luke Johnson. Just type in Luke Johnson Southern Miss uh, on Instagram. So all those and and try to not let those things control me, but try to (laughs) control those for good. So I appreciate connecting with anybody. If you want to hear more about what we do overseas, just reach out to me on social media. And I appreciate you letting me be on today, Rebecca. Oh, man, this has been a blessing, Luke. Um, I I appreciate your time. I love getting to know you and staying connected will be definitely something I know that you and I will both do. And Southern Miss to the top for life. To the top. To the top. All right, you guys stick with us. We've got more for you coming up next here on Super Talk. You got Sports Talk Mississippi, which sometimes you can catch Luke Johnson on there talking up the Eagles too, but from three to six. But until next time, guys, I hope you all find time for the good things. This show was previously recorded. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.